Welcome back to No Improvement, a sort of funny talk show that explores the vast, untapped potential of TV shows, books, films, and more. I'm Tia. I'm Flonia. Today we are talking about the 2020 um, horror question mark film, Antebellum, <laughs> starring Janelle Monet. Yes. And Is it horror? So here we are. <laughs> it it like, definitely was marketed as one. Which I think hurt mm-hmm. it, honestly. Seeing the, the reaction some people have had, I think they expected it to be much more of a ghost story. Yeah. Which I think, like, I wasn't which mad was at it. Lied. Yeah. Because it, it can't. Here's one of the things we're going to get to the fact that this has been panned critically. Uh, people seem to really hate it. Or they feel indifferent to it. I'm kind of in the middle ground. I'm like, it was fine. I don't know what you people were expecting, but it was fine. It, like, obvi- like, no one went into this. I mean, I didn't. Some people seem to have been like, this is not as good as Get Out. And I was like, obviously. <laughs> Fucking up. Like, yeah. Um, Feels like a different but some people are thing. like, I knew everything that was going to happen from the trailer. And some people are like, the trailer implies a totally different story. Like, so what is, <laughs> what is the truth? But it's like I think the, the trailer did a good job of getting you interested without telling you what's going to happen. But also the moment that they use for the trailer is like 100% one of the things that makes the least amount of sense in the movie, which is that little girl in the elevator. But like, we can get to that later. Because um, this oh, yeah. movie takes a long time. It's in, I saw it in theaters, I think, at some point. And I remember being like, oh, producers of Get Out, interesting. Turns out. They're just throwing that up on everything. <laughs> well, also, like, producer means basically nothing. And also, the, there are three producers in Get Out. It's Jason, Jordan Peele. Jason Bloom, I think, is his name. The guy who created Bloomhouse. And a third guy, and it's the third guy who <laughs> produced this. Oh, my God. So, like, third it means guy. nothing. <laughs> um, but I remember being like, I am intrigued. I am interested. Um, and basically, every, I, like, I remember being like, what, what the fuck is this movie about? Because this trailer gives me nothing. <laughs> uh, and I looked it up, and they were like, a journalist, Janelle Monet. And so that was like all I knew is she's that she's a, a journalist. journalist or some I think that's what they wrote in the descriptions. I have no idea what her job is. She gives talks and like has written a book. What? Yeah, uh, it could uh, yeah. She's a professor. I don't know for sure. I don't yeah. that's what they just chose to describe her as. And so the first 30 minutes of this movie, I was like was I wrong? <laughs> what? I think you can divide this movie very easily into three chunks. Yeah. There's the first part. 38 minutes long where you feel like you are during the Confederate times. In ye olde slavery antebellum south. Yeah. And then a modern, modern time. 
Yeah, so I can see how people felt like, oh, is this, like, a ghost thing? Because, like, modern times she wakes up from a dream at the beginning of it. And so it's like, oh, maybe that 38 minutes was her dream, but it wasn't. Or was it? To, like, (laughs) imply that the time is different, because when she wakes up from the dream, she, like, touches, and it seems to be hurting her, the part where she gets branded at the beginning of the movie. But it turns out that that's totally not a connection. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And that, in fact, it's reenactors. Reenactors are the real evil here, guys. Some very evil. Which, like, holy shit. Are they reenactors or are they living? Or, well, I guess they probably are reenactors, but living in the area and also doing this secretly? Or is it part of the reenactment? Honestly, there are so many questions. (laughs) Like, so people visiting are just like, wow, this is super immersive. Look at the slavery. <laughs> oh, my like, God. I honestly do not know what the logistics are here. But basically, in the middle of this reenactment camp, I think we've already spoiled it, but spoiler warning. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I think if you're, if you're listening to this, knowing literally anything about the movie is going to be spoilers, so sorry. Um <laughs> Go, if you don't want to know it, it, like anything, go into it blind, because that's the only way you're not going to get spoiled on the entire premise. I think it's they like hid this like special reenactment on a reenactment land. The problem with that being, uh, if it's a historic house, which it kind of implies it, it is, if it's still around, people are going to know it's there and want to visit it. So like, does no one visit it? Or do they visit it and see a lot of slavery happen and are just like, wow, that's some dedication. <laughs> yeah, like, it is not, it's not clear. It makes, listen, it makes no sense if you think about it logically, but that is not the point of the movie. Everybody, yeah, but- <laughs> I don't know that why you expected it to be like an immensely well-crafted movie. <laughs> yeah, but- it was very like art short film. Yeah, this it, it's based that got budget. <laughs> on a short on an idea for a short story that came to the writer in a dream. Whoa. <laughs> and it works exactly like that. Like you could tell this as like a creepy pasta in like a paragraph. But <laughs> I don't know. I enjoyed it. A lot of the critiques see people seem to have, especially on Letterboxd, where people left it a lot of one and two star reviews. Um is that it exploits black trauma and they were like, we don't need any more slavery films or like to see slavery depicted. And like, I don't know if I'm just used to violence in movies. This is going to sound terrible. I, there is nothing that traumatic I mean obviously I'm not black so there's things in there that I could kind of see objectively as like this is a thing that is happening in a movie um, to people who are not me that I feel like if you empathize like very strongly with the characters would hit you different but person I I was like this is for a horror movie which is what this is marketed as although it's not the horror is society um, <laughs> yeah, it's it, sort it, of like more... they don't they imply a lot they don't show like someone gets shot in the first like five minutes you see it from a very long distance and you don't see 
any blood. There's rape that happens, but you see, like, 0.5 seconds of it. Uh, it's mostly the aftermath. And a lot of the things, like the burn shed, are kind of implied <laughs> horrors. Um, people get hit in the head a lot with guns. That's something. Yeah, it's not the most gruesome Yeah, I'm like, thing. if my level of, like, the most awful shit I have ever seen in a movie is hostile, <laughs> because I hate... I See, my limit is I hate um, torture porn. Yeah. Like, I just, I cannot watch it. I Anything with fingernails, teeth, I'm out. Oh, my God. I'm just, like, um, I'm grabbing the nearest knife and being, like, peace out. Yeah. Because <laughs> we and are doing this. <laughs> so that's, like, body horror, which I find a lot more difficult to watch. This, it is, like, I think it helps that the movie is so fucking unsubtle. Because they're just telegraphing everything really far out. I wrote some of, like, the the most, like, on-the-nose lines. But, like, within the first 30 minutes, you have a parade of white people with torches chanting blood and soil. I was like, aha, so we're doing this. We're doing a, do you get it? Do you get it? One of the, the soldiers calls one of the other soldiers a fucking cuck. And then a snowflake <laughs> within, like, a one-minute conversation. That um, guy's an alpha. Adam <laughs> <laughs> Malone is like, oh, did I trigger you? Wait, I wrote down the par- the sentence because it was oh, so yeah. fucking and good. Like, She's like, I didn't mean to trigger you, none. <laughs> it oh made me laugh God. so fucking hard. Yeah, it was very, like, these are all metaphors, like, yeah. each moment. Well, like, at the first 38 minutes, I wasn't sure it? what movie I, I was watching. Yeah, because it um, starts off very serious. There, it yeah. opens with that one really long tracking shot, which I really liked. That was very well executed. Stuff like that in movies always gets me because I'm like, oh my god, the amount of extras you have to get to do the right thing at the right time. Um, Takes skill. Yeah, and it goes... And it is... That was, I think, the first part where I was like, oh, so we're... So fuck subtlety. Because it's like, here's the beautiful image of the antebellum South little girl in a beautiful little dress... Nice white house, white lady in a big poofy skirt, and then it like keeps going, and there's soldiers, and then it keeps going, and there's the slavery shacks, and murder is happening, um, and you're like, aha, things are not what they seem on the outside. Ooh, storing that in my yeah. noggin for later. Um, yeah, this that movie was, uh, takes a turn, yeah. and then another turn, yeah. and you're kind of like. Hmm. I mean, I felt like one thing about this movie that I can't get past is just, like, how suddenly I felt it ended. <laughs> like, I get that it's short, but, like... They, they really went with the slow-mo so it could be longer, but I was like, no! <laughs> and then it just... Yeah, it's, like, I get it for, like, the sort of art film, like, vibe, but also, yeah. like... I think Use some of that budget to lengthen, like, return to your child at the very least. I feel like yeah. that's something that has to happen. Like, I don't know. I think, yeah, one of the things, because there's the marketing of the movie that obviously rubbed people the wrong way or gave people the wrong idea of what this was going to be. So expectations were different than what they got. But I think it's also the movie 
thinks it's way more serious and like, oh, wow, people are going to write video essays about this on YouTube. Um, yeah, we don't need the, like, the, the story arc <laughs> that is typically expected. We're going to just do a big three-part section. Yeah, like someone um, in the, the reviews and letterbox was like, oh, so this guy thinks he's Ari Aster. Um, like with the, the long shots. All right. Um, uh, and I think, yeah, this is not a movie that's going to hold up a lot under repeated viewing. Um because it's kind of a one-trick pony. Like, it's people a lot of comparisons to M. Night Shyamalan in the, the reviews, mm. especially The Village, which I think people really <laughs> have at the front of their mind because a lot of people were like, I remember The Village, and I knew exactly what the twist was. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, ruined forever. Yeah, I was like, I didn't remember The Village. I think about The Village very little, honestly, but, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, I think... Yeah, so so expectations were something different. I really did like some one person. I really should have written these names down, but one person <laughs> did kind of phrase it the way I was. I was like, oh, that makes sense to me. They were like, I like this movie. Um, one, it's cool to see that Black Lives Matter has gained enough traction that Hollywood is trying to make money off of it by specifically marketing to that demographic. Uh, and two, it is an ex kind of an exploitation movie. In the same vein, they were specifically talking about black exploitation movie from like the 70s. They were like, this is mm. going to be regarded the same way because it's kind of like a, a one trick pony. Um, but then again, there were some comments where I was like, did we watch the same fucking movie? Because... <laughs> I liked the characters. Some people were like, oh, everyone's super flat. A lot of people hated Gabure um, Sede's character, the friend. Mm -hmm. She Dawn. was too loud. I loved her. I, I thought she was fine. I was like, you know, she's like calling people out all the time. And I was like, you know, be careful because people are crazy. Oh, well, that. <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> thought that the, the dude at the bar who like ordered her a vodka cranberry was going to be like more of a thing like a murderer yeah i was like he's gonna be part of it but he's just a dude who <laughs> gave her yeah. vodka cran and especially, then she gave a speech to especially after they set up the like emasculation of that like confederate soldier dude and him yeah. like freaking out i was just like oh my god like because i guess part of the thing about this three-part structure to this movie is that it makes you confused about, like, who the enemies are. Mm. Like, I felt like... Is that not the point, though? Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, my God. I guess, like, I get it on, like, a metaphor level, but, like, I would like if it held up on a story level as well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, That's, like, my main complaint with it. But I thought, like, I, I just, like, was happy to see Janelle Monae acting. She's Oh, my good. God. Love her. She looks amazing. It her was outfits like, in the modern time parts. She beautiful. did a great job. Yeah. Yeah. Both in looks and in acting. She just nailed it. And I was happy for her. <laughs> yeah. Jenna Malone is beautiful and wonderful at being an evil bitch. Love yeah. it. Her southernness was kind of like. I 
love how shitty everyone's southern accents are because it makes perfect sense when you consider that a lot of them are probably just putting it on. Yeah, like, it's cause, so exaggerated. It's hilarious. And there's a bit, because <laughs> when you get to the third chunk and you're revealed um, through the phone ringing that it's modern times and she was straight up just kidnapped and brought to like this reenactment. Right. He, he's yelling on the phone and he's at the beginning of the argument. He's using the southern accent. And by the end, when he's yelling, yelling, he's completely dropped the accent. He's like using a regular American accent, like a mid uh, n- northeastern accent. And I was like, ah, beautiful, beautiful, <laughs> gorgeous. <laughs> and there was other stuff that was just really satisfying. Like um, they give her a new name when she's at the plantation. They call her Eden. Her name is Veronica. And like that's mm-hmm. the whole bit that opens the movie is she's like, they're like, say your name. And she's like. No. And then she gets branded. And then when she sets them alight on fire in the burn shack, they start being like, Eden, Eden, no. Veronica, Veronica, please don't set us on fire. (laughs) That was very nice. I liked that. Big fan of setting people on fire. Yeah, that was, that was, that felt good. Yeah. I, um... I don't know. I really didn't know what to expect from this. And I, I, I like, I wasn't, I was like, yep, that's a movie. <laughs> I had <laughs> yeah, a good time. notes, I, I didn't have, like, much to take down. I think like, I mostly whole... wrote when I was like, I get it. I fucking get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, because, like, the whole, uh, like, second act, I guess, or a second chapter, that's all um, in modern day. Like, there's really nothing of plot relevance happening. It's just yeah. sort of, like, commentary, 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 which is, like, fine, but I was confused. <laughs> yeah, the, the whole movie, it really, it's, like, honestly, it kind of came off like a racism for dummies, where they're like, mm-hmm. do you get how microaggressions come from the same place as macroaggressions and slavery. Do you get it? Please understand it. I'm like, I, I fucking get it. I know. All right. <laughs> like, the bit where the lady at the hotel is rude to her at the desk, there's like a, a shot that gets held on her face being a bitch, and there's like a framed photo or painting of a plantation that looks a lot like the plantation at the beginning and end of the movie, like right behind her. I'm like, okay, I get it. Thank you. <laughs> Which does bring me actually to the bid that makes the least amount of sense because a lot of it actually, like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I get it. I, I, this is all like logistically, it makes sense. Um, the little girl in the elevator, who the fuck is she? Why is she dressed like that? Did they plant her just to be creepy? Like, what the fuck? That little girl is in, like, every single trailer, and there's no logical reason when you know the ending of the movie for her to be in the hotel unless she's a ghost. Because she just stands in the hallway being creepy. Like, why the fuck is she there? Why is she there? It really... It really does not make sense. Because, like, (laughs) that, like... Why would your motive be to scare the person you're about to kidnap? 
Like, you don't want them to be With more child. alert. With a child. And I also, I didn't get a good look at it, but I think that little child was dragging along like a dark, like a black-skinned doll, like on the floor by a leash. Oh, my I was God. Like, That's very creepy and fucked up. It really made it seem like they were going to go to the direction of, like... Uh, Ghosts. Like times are blending together. Yeah. Or something. Which is kind of what the, the trailer implies. There's a straight up like lie shot where they they made up a shot that's not in the movie, I guess. What? I mean, it, I like kind of get it in, as far as marketing, but I was like, oh, so that was a lie then. All right. Where um, <laughs> they're on the plantation picking cotton and then like a... a plane starts glitching in and out of the sky. And so I kept waiting for that to happen and then I was like, oh, so that was that wasn't gonna happen. Alright. Yeah, it was just a real plane yeah. flying over the sky. And it was Not a completely flying. different shot, so I was like so you you, th this was a complete fabrication guys. Um, I feel like they probably made the movie and then tested it with audiences and then the trailer tried to, like, fix... <laughs> tried to, like, make it look like a, a tastier meal yeah, than which, it like, ended up being. They did a good job it's with like that snack. trailer. Yeah. It's yeah. like... But it's also... I mean, it's it's like when <laughs> they, they got the, the Suicide Squad, the first draft of the Suicide Squad movie was edited by a trailer, like a company that edits trailers, which is why it was so fucking confusing and weird because <laughs> editing trailers and editing whole movies are very different skill sets. They were like, you make punchy <laughs> short videos, make this long ass video for us. Oh my God. Um, I mean, then that movie went through another production company, which then fucked it up even more because then it was two conflicting ideas. Uh, but you know, whatever. That's that's its own problem. Um, I don't know. I think <laughs> I think Me neither. a lot. Just in general, I know a lot of people are like, I don't need to see more movies about slavery, more movies about violence on black people. And a part of me is like, I totally understand that. And I do, I, I get it. But also, I think if you see horror movies, you're just like, that's just what happens to everybody in a horror movie. <laughs> Bad things are gonna happen to you if you're in a horror movie. So going into this, being like it's a horror movie, even though it actually really, I mean, the horror society. Is yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like, it's more, it, it really feels like something you could uh, show like watch with the family member who yeah. is <laughs> like not overtly a like racist. confidently racist but like a Fox News viewer but they haven't fully committed yet where you're just like do you understand how some of the things that you hear are racist dog whistles do you get it do you get yeah. it <laughs> like it's it's heavy on the metaphor uh short Feels short on the story. Yeah. And, like... There's also... There's stuff where I'm, it's like... It's pretty. <laughs> but what does it mean? Like, did you do it because it was cool? Or did you do it because it means something? Like, the, yeah. the motif of butterflies? I was like, that's 
just a thing you did because you were like, whoa, get it? Butterflies. I even know what the butterfly <laughs> means. It's just like, it's a thing in the in the poster, so butterflies. Uh, yeah, but, it feels like, just like, this is the kind of movie that if you just like don't, I mean, I don't know what the length is, I guess, technically, but if you don't feel like, uh, like, don't go in ready to, you know, dissect each, like, thing. Because it is absolutely it will be, not that kind of movie, yeah. No, it will be very apparent, and it, well, I mean, at this point, if you're listening, we've already spoiled the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a one viewing, like, this is not gonna hold up to repeated viewings, unlike, like, Get Out, and I guess yeah. other movies that people thought this was gonna, like, gonna be like. Um, yeah, it's like, it's not a bad movie, but it's not a great movie. Yeah, I would put this <laughs> akin to a movie I watched on Shudder, I think. Um, mm-hmm. That's, no, it was on Hulu. It was a Thanksgiving horror movie where... Good theme. Hell yeah. Uh, a family, <laughs> the mother is like, my daughter is ungrateful. So she hires a bunch of pilgrim reenactors, except oh they turn God. out to be insane. And because the family isn't thankful enough, they wind up <laughs> killing some of them. <laughs> and oh then God. accusing the daughter of being a witch and dunking her in the pool. It is honestly one of the funniest horror movies I've ever seen. And it was... Like, horrible things happen in it. Wildly entertaining to watch. I would say this is probably less entertaining because there's actual real things that, like, it's comparing itself to. Yeah, that Um, was one thing that I, like, was hung up on because I was thinking about, like, the horror genre and, like, what I enjoy from horror. And, like, I enjoy the fact that, like, I love horror that isn't possible. Like, it's, like, demons and, like ghosts that are actively trying to kill you and like you know like there's always like some sort of supernatural threat so with stuff that is actually real it doesn't feel like horror it feels like our horrible history basically Mm. which is fine but like again with the marketing thing and like the girl in the like elevator it's sort of like it seemed like it could have picked one yeah, those things and leaned into it more because trying to do both was kind of weird. <laughs> For sure, <laughs> that makes sense. No, yeah, I. Someone did mention in a review that this is basically a ripoff of an Octavia Butler book, um, called Kindred, huh. where a woman is kind of time trapped. Like it's actual, like kind of sci-fi. Um, the woman is like time traveling between. Yeah, slave slavery times and modern time, and I was like, "Oh, so that's the movie I wanted to see." Yeah, cool. I think that's kind of what it became. Like you're yeah. hoping for that, and then it's this other twist, and you're like, "Okay, I'm surprised." Um, yeah, it, but then it, it like suddenly ends, <laughs> and you're it, like, "Okay." <laughs> I think it expected you to be like so blown like your mind is like so like oh my god that you just that it can just end there <laughs> yeah they're just like you don't need to see more and there was I a like a not, not a post blown. credits but like a during mm-hmm. credits there were short clips but it was just the fbi raiding the place and i was like yep that would happen <laughs> it's a weird operation also logistically i was like if they burned so many people there's gonna be no way to figure out 
how many people were there. Like, good fucking luck at the, the reconstruction, like, forensics team. That's yeah. going to be a fucking nightmare. It's um, going to be, like, witness testimony. I would also like to shout out Amazon Prime for having some absolutely batshit trivia on this one. I was expecting normal trivia, but, like, really at random times it would just be like, did you know this about this actor? So I now know that Jenna Malone voted for Bernie in 2016. Hell yeah, Jenna Malone. And that Gabura Sede <laughs> loves and sync and has been to their concerts 22 times. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I didn't need to know it, but I know it now. Thank you. Speaking of Jenna Malone. Um, yes. This I texted to you, but that was like one of my only notes is like when she died. Yes. Um, was that... So basically, she dies in the way that I kill people in Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> so you just, you lasso them. Here's the thing. In Red Dead, the lasso is, like, like impeccable. Like, <laughs> you're so good at lassoing, it's absurd. So you can just, like, when you're riding by someone and they're like, hey, stranger, um, you can just lasso them and then just run really fast and then you get to take their money. And so when she died in that fashion, I was like, this is dark. But I also thought, hee hee. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I'm, I'm just killing uh, NPCs, just killing strangers. I'm not like killing any of the, the friendlies. I don't even kill other players. I just like tie them up <laughs> and then I throw them in a lake just to see what happens. But they don't die. <laughs> anyway. I like that you're, you're testing it out, though. Yeah, Red Dead 2 is good. Well, here's the thing. The only time I have to do that is when, like, because people will, like, shoot at us, and then it turns out they're unkillable when we shoot back at them. So mm. all you can do is tie them up and throw them in a lake. Like, what else can you do? <laughs> um, but anyway, I'm not condoning that, but in Red Dead 2, yeah. the video game, I condone it. It's it's a good way to get people who are hacking. Yeah. I... <laughs> That was one, Sorry, like, a Jenna moment, Malone. too. I mean, apart from the Red Dead connection, that was a moment uh -huh. where I was like, oh, they think they're doing something. Um, because it's a parallel of that first shot or the first bit where the right. black woman whose name we never know, the woman with the cross on her name, I think in the credits she's called Ghanaian Queen, okay, mm. um, gets lassoed around the neck and then... And then shot and then dragged. I was trying to remember what order <laughs> things happened. Yeah, um, she was dead when she was, she was yeah. being dragged. Uh, Jenna Malone was alive, which was fun. Yeah. Um, also, you get extra bad boy points in Red Dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love, this is such a stupid detail, but the fact oh. that it is she is 100% wearing a wig in that scene <laughs> I was like, so she was just hanging out. Realized shit was going down. Was she already wearing the wig? Did she put the wig on? I need to know these things. <laughs> this is this is gonna occupy all my thoughts. She was like, She's I need to put in the wig. My down, my my hair is down, wig. Not my like up pin bonnet wig. My hair is down and flowing wig. I I'm obsessed with it. Anyways, um, one thing. One thing that mm -hmm. did totally get me, in hindsight, um, 
like the one bit that hit <laughs> home for me was at the beginning when Janelle Monet meets Julia, who's a new slave. Cause you meet her in the first chunk when you're like, Oh, this is historical times. Um, and right. she's like, I'm pregnant. And then she gets hit and she loses the baby. I was like, this is just, I mean, it's horrible, but it is what happens. Right. Um, and then when I realized that she was an actual woman who was like pregnant from like modern times and now she Amen. lost her baby, I was like, oh, that fucking sucks, man. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I didn't even think about that. That's the thing about this ending. It was so freaking quick. <laughs> I like it. Like nothing about the first section I felt called back to. Yeah, I could like, have used a montage. And usually I'm not for this. There is a montage at the end of Gerald's game, which is fucking useless. Take it away. All I need to know is that she got out. That's all I need to know. I don't need to know that the, the hallucination was actually a serial killer. I don't need to fucking know that. This makes no sense if you don't know <laughs> Gerald's game. But like, I, I, don't, I don't need that extra 10 minute sequence, Stephen King. Fuck it. But this one, I could have used a... Uh, it's in court. What are the repercussions of this? What, the, like, the people who show yeah. up here, what the fuck is going to happen to them? Like, are there people who are going to be like, I didn't know it was, it was a real thing. I took part of the killing, but I didn't realize it was real. I thought everyone was just method acting. Like, I want to see people reunite with their families. I... I don't know. I wanted more, I guess, out of that ending. Because what we got was a really long slow-mo shot of Janelle Monet wielding a hatchet on a horse. And, I mean, that's a cool image. <laughs> Love Janelle Monet with a hatchet on a horse. But, like, what the fuck happens after this? Did you, like, yeah. it really feels like they were, like, they didn't think of it past the twist. And I'm like, this, if this was real, holy shit. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. How oh, this is not real. Like, the only resolution you get is that it's bulldozed. Um, yeah, it's like, uh, what's it called? M McKamey Manor. They're gonna, like, Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God, that dude is the fucking worst. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like... And that's the, 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 what the, the old white guy says, the General Malone's dad. He's like, we're nowhere and everywhere. Which, like, isn't that Anonymous's tagline? I don't fucking... <laughs> um, and, yeah, the implication is, like, we'll just move somewhere else. But it's like, this is a very specific operation. If you managed to recreate yeah. this somewhere else, I'd honestly be kind of impressed. It's amazing that you, were you figured out how to do it. Like, in the first place. Also, how long was this running? I have no context for that. Um, like, I don't know how long Janelle Monet was there. Uh, and, like, that's the kind of information I could have used. Um, especially once they do the reveal. You know? Like, I get this? that being quiet is, like, a through line. And she's, like, quiet throughout a lot of it. A lot of the sequences at the, the plantation. But I was like, but she can talk a little a little bit. <laughs> she can talk about Let getting her. Let her act. <laughs> Give her lines. She's this so good. Movie. The ending. I don't know if this is like the same. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's like this movie was bad in, in like this movie was bad in many ways. Yeah. Um, 
30 Miles from Nowhere. This is the movie I'm talking about. That movie, I'm just going to spoil it and ruin it. I'm very sorry, everyone. Um, <laughs> okay, if you want to see 30 Miles from Nowhere, leave now. <laughs> basically, it's like a bunch of people go to this a secluded area um, for a funeral. Turns out the guy's not actually dead. Um, they're just running an experiment on fear, and they try to scare the shit out of them, basically. Um, and then at the end, there's, like, this quote-unquote twist where it's like, oh, you signed the guest book, which was actually, like, a form agreeing to be in this experiment. And they just, like, didn't read it. Because all the characters are kind of, like, slightly asshole-ish. Nice. Um, but, like, those kind of, like, I don't know. Th- that was just, like, a movie that this one reminded me of because it had that sort of, actually, this is what's really going on. Um, and you're kind of like, but I need more explanation, and it just ends. So <laughs> I don't know. I, like, I get that this might, like, I'm starting to feel like this is, like, a horror movie thing to be like, let's just end. Um, and then we don't have to deal with it because we probably, like, don't have that much budget anyway, which, like, I understand. But, like, I love a good epilogue. And I feel like both of those movies were movies that would have so benefited from, like, a good <laughs> epilogue. And, like, please, this is a plea for epilogues. Like, <laughs> give us something, like, at, for the story. You know, yeah. just for the story. Just to make it feel a little something at the end. Like, give us a little something. Because, like, the yeah. sudden ending thing, like, it can work, but I, yeah. not and always. And there's, there's movies <laughs> like um, Black Klansman, which I think in many ways this is trying to, like, hit the same beats of, like, do you get it? But, like, that movie is way more subtle. And, like, even then it wasn't, subtle enough for some people mm-hmm. um like that the it has an epilogue that's like 10 minutes and it transitions from the time period the movie is set in in the 70s to modern day with like documentary clips and that is a very effective time jump because you're like oh the things i've been learning are real shit mm-hmm. and they're still happening and you it, it hits you i know a lot of people who cried during that i cried a couple of times um this one, I know it's not trying to be serious. That movie was nominated for an Oscar once again. <laughs> we're not we're not aiming for an Oscar. Although someone did call this Oscar bait, and I was like, you think these people are aiming for an Oscar? I mean, honestly, there's been so few new movies this year that if there still are yeah. Oscars, it might wind up getting nominated just because there's it not enough new more ones. Like an art project. Yeah. This is like, oh, you did a first draft of your movie. Good job, buddy. Um, like, if your your child makes a shitty painting, you're not going to be like, this isn't Michelangelo, honey. <laughs> Fuck off. You're gonna be yeah, like, and it's oh, not you bad, tried. You know? <laughs> it's great. It'll go on the fridge. Uh, and then you throw it away. Um, like, Yeah, it's not the best movie ex- ever. Expectations, guys. <laughs> It's fine. It's like I've seen so, so like worse horror movies that are oh, exploitative yeah. of like like I don't know one of the people who hated it also mentioned in like the same review 
that they really hated this other movie. They were like, it's exactly like that one. And I was like, I loved that movie. So like, and that one was like an actual good movie. What? And it was, um, what it was Jennifer Kent, who did the Babadook, her second movie called The Nightingale. And like, on a surface level, there's some similarities, but that movie is doing so much more and it accomplishes so much more. And also has like not seen it. a really long, brutal rape scene. And oh, it goes God. on for so long. And at some point, spoilers, during that rape scene, a baby gets bashed to death. And oh. it's so brutal. And it gives you that's the beginning of the movie and like <laughs> the rest of the movie, movie is this lady <laughs> with her dead baby and dead husband being like all right i'm gonna track down the men who did this and i'm gonna murder them and then she does that and that's she's accomplished plan. by um she accompanied by um an indigenous new zealand guy and like she's racist to him and then they learn well, she learns to not be racist anymore, or less racist at the very least. That's beautiful. <laughs> and he gets revenge for the murder of his entire people. So it's great. Mm. It's like, it's actually, it's very satisfying. Although it does end on like kind of an empty note of like, well, shit, we did it. What the fuck do we do now? Um, which I'm like, yeah, you know what? Fair. If you were like, I, my only goal in life is to murder this man and you murder him. Like, what the fuck do you do after that? Um, Retire. and it's, it's, it's very cool. Cause they also do have like a relationship where she's Irish and she's basically working like indentured servitude for the English in New Zealand. And so they're both like, we fucking hate the British. And I'm like, that's beautiful. That's, <laughs> that's some solidarity right there. Um, I'm an enemy. You can take you a long way. <laughs> so I think that, that review that compared it, this movie to that was kind of interesting because I was like, okay. So it's just anything that goes into these topics or like that shows suffering or racism in a way that you, the reviewer of this specific, I'm not like universalizing. It was this guy who wrote this article. I was like, so you didn't like it and he didn't like it. And so he was like, it's bad. <laughs> and it's like, that's not how that works. <laughs> I can't be like 12 like, years of like slave a portrayed article. slavery. So it slavery is bad. It's one star. Um, and like, obviously this isn't on the same level as 12 years of slave, which some people were like, that should have been the last slave movie. And I'm like, you know what? That's just, it's a rich topic in the United States. We're going to keep making them. Some people are going to be worse at it than others. It's just going to happen. Uh, I go back to the like Black Lives Matter movement is big enough that now people are trying to make money off of it, which mm. in a way I understand how that's distasteful. But in another way, it was kind of like when um, girl power and like feminism started being more of a mainstream thing as I was growing up. And then people were like, OK, so we'll write more female characters. And I was like, hell yeah, write me more female characters <laughs> um, where I'm like, some of it is pandering, obviously, because people are like, I'm a strong woman. I don't. I can do whatever I want. Uh, like, on a level, I understand how that's like reductionist and kind of dumb. On the other hand, yes, strong lady hit man. Make, make happy. Make me happy as a <laughs> tiny child. Uh, my brain is small, and I love seeing women be cool. Um, <laughs> so it's like, 
I, see, I, I can see both sides of it, basically. But um, I think I think people need to lower their standards. <laughs> lower, I, I almost quoted that Gabby Hanna meme where she was like, <laughs> lower your expectations just a little bit. <laughs> Oh man, but for this real, movie has broken me. I've watched like a lot of. I I've been trying out Shutter. I'm pretty sure I've pretty much just paid for a year now because I was gonna like do a week trial and a week has passed. So I think I just have Shutter now. But um, from just like watching a bunch of random Shutter movies, like this one is definitely way more on the artsy end yeah than like because like some of them are like corny and bad for and sure this is not like it's not corny in the way that you're probably like generally people think of corny yeah can, like the it's acting like is good kind of corny yeah but especially if you're like already aware of current issues then you're like boom yeah. got it if you're on top of social activism, this is like a baby movie. You're just like, I fucking, yeah, okay, I know. <laughs> I know racism is bad. Thank you. Like, it's not going to bring you more. Yeah. But other than that, it was like, I felt like it was, the little twisty bit was interesting. Yeah. Like, that was probably when I was the most alert during the movie. I mean, besides the first 30 minutes, which, like, like, the whole time I was just like, maybe I don't know what this movie's about. And so, <laughs> so yeah. after that, like, it sort of, um, yeah, it sort of comes together well. But like you said, it, it's like a one-time thing. Like, I'm, I'm not yeah, sure, like, like I know on the twist rewatch. Now. I'm good. Yeah, I don't know how well it'll hold up on rewatch. And I don't know if you would want to re-endure the first 38 minutes. Yeah, because um, the first 30 minutes, especially thinking it's a period piece, you take it a lot yeah. more seriously. You're j like, I just thought, I think like, would. oh, damn, like, maybe I, like, I don't know what genre this movie is. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, let's see what's going to happen. Um, and then it switches. Yeah, so. Yeah, I think in I hindsight, know. all you'd get from a rewatch of the first 30 minutes is, damn, that's fucked up. And I'm like, yeah, I guess technically that's kind of stupid for that to be the takeaway. But. Uh, yeah. Especially if it's just like the length of time that it. It goes on for so long. Like to the point where so I was long. like, is this movie just this? Yeah, what? I thought it was going to be just that until it switched. And then I was just lost. Section. <laughs> I yeah, think also who, like clings the story. This was sort of a difficult one, but once I realized like it's all metaphor, then it was kind of like, oh, yeah. okay, got it. Like, Especially um, the, the movie opens with a quote, and it's a Faulkner quote, and it's the past is never dead; it's not even past. And I think someone read that and was like, let's use the most explicitly literal interpretation of this. <laughs> the past is not even past because it's literally the present. Like, it's I not know. like a, a time travel thing. It's literally now. It's literally I really happening right want, now. <laughs> I love time travel. So, like, if you're going to suggest time travel even remotely to me, <laughs> I'm going to just really want it. And so, like, I was a little disappointed about that, but I thought it made sense. Yeah. Considering uh, there's also a bit that else. makes... 
I can't tell if it's a reference now in hindsight or if it's just unintentionally hilarious. But in the first 30 minutes, there is a scene that is almost beat for beat, or at least quote-wise, um, a, a scene from Blazing Saddles, which is um, <laughs> when they're, they're picking cotton and the, the guy, the, the head of the plantation, Colonel whatever, is like, come on, guys, sing me a Negro spiritual. I was like, this is literally a scene in Blazing Saddles. And then they start <laughs> singing, uh, I get a kick out of you. Yeah. Please, please, God, someone start singing, I get a kick out of you. Oh, my God. <laughs> it didn't happen, and I was so sad. And then it just made me think of Blazing Saddles and how much funnier and more intelligent and, like, well-crafted of a movie that is. As problematic mm. as it may be from current day, it's so fucking funny. Oh, I didn't want to just watch Blazing Saddles now. <laughs> yeah, this movie is definitely the kind of movie that's going to remind you of a lot of other things. Yeah, that, it's kind of like, like dealt a, with the issue. A bunch of movies in a blender. Way. And I'm like, all the movies that were there to begin with were good movies. So, like, I guess, sure. Thank you for giving these actors a, a paycheck. But, like, I'm going to go back to those other things real quick. <laughs> I feel like that's, that's probably a good summation for this. I think the film. main thing that I got out of this movie is that I now know what antebellum means because I didn't actually know before. <laughs> it means before the war. Oh. I, I just knew it as a, a thing people meant for slavery times. Which I guess is, is actually, yeah, but it means literally just before the Civil War, not just, like, when slavery was great, specifically. Um, huh. So that's cool. Interesting. Uh, it also made me think of Lady Antebellum and how they changed their name to Lady A and then sued a black woman who had already been using that as her name. Because oh, my God. <laughs> all the optics were really good. Just changed the whole name. I know. He was like, you chose... The new name for like five minutes, just like get it, Google it, be like, oh no, there's already someone with that name. And then think of a new one. It's honestly not that hard. It's what everyone does when picking a username. <laughs> like, welcome to reality. <laughs> oh no, that one's taken. Oh, let's do Lady, Lady A, but not that one. <laughs> Come on, guys. They should have done Lady, oh, well, that was probably taken too. Lady Ant. <laughs> Had they Lady changed her name to Lady Ant? It's like, we have no relation to the South anymore. We're just a bunch of Lady Ants. They should just go, like, keep at, like, my username structure is just keep adding to it until it works. So it could be, like, Lady, Lady A. Antebellum is bad. Oh, I was like, <laughs> Lady Antebellum South was a problem during World War II, but we are not racist anymore. Thank you. You know what? That won't be taken. <laughs> Oh, man. But, yeah, so this movie was interesting. I feel like I can understand the critiques from, like, coming at it from, like, a not having seen anything really about it yeah. angle. I was I, just like, I you know got what is in this movie? captivated. Because I was like, okay, Letterboxd, it is averaging, like, a two. Um, a lot of one-star reviews are half a star. On Amazon, it is four out of five stars. So, like, clearly there is a divide. I think it is a generational divide because all the young people are on Letterboxd. And I think only the olds use Amazon reviews, but like, I don't, I'm right in the middle, guys. It was fine. I don't know what you expected. 
I think some of the five-star reviews are like, okay, you need to watch more movies. Like, I'm glad this was your jumping-off point, but maybe <laughs> watch some better movies. Um, but I don't know. I, as someone who, I read a lot of thrillers. I like thrillers. I like when a thing can, like, give me, uh, like, a surprise. A thrill. <laughs> a twist. And uh, this one got me. So I was like, you know what? When any kind of thriller or something with a twist actually, like, surprises me, I'm yeah, always, nice I know, like, this one surprised surprise. me by being kind of disappointing, <laughs> not what I was hoping for, but, like, it yeah. surprised me anyway, so I, I begrudgingly we'll give, give that. you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of surprises. <gasps> or no really. surprises, because I've already seen it. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> In two weeks, we're going to be talking about The Haunting of Bly House, the, uh, as Bly I. Bly Manor. So, Oh, is it Bly Manor? Yeah, it's Hill Look House at me, and Bly Manor. <laughs> yeah, so it's like the semi-unrelated sequel to The Haunting of Hill House. It's a lot oh of God, the same... Minor, not Manor. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of the same people behind the camera and in front of it. You're going to recognize a lot of the actors. Um, but instead of being based on Shirley Jackson's The Haunting of Hill House, it's based on Henry James's The Turn of the Screw. You do not need to know anything about The Turn of the Screw going into it. But it does skew pretty close to the plot, so I don't know. I, I looked up the turn of the screen and watched the opera. I don't know why that Ooh. was the version I settled on, but I was like, I'm going to be a fancy girl today. I usually hate <laughs> the, opera. the opera. I liked this one. Um, there's uh, like a recent version from June of this year on YouTube. Huh. And it's like a really old opera, too. Because so, the, the book, the, well, it's a novella, is from like the late 1800s. Uh, and I think the opera is almost as old. So, can recommend. I like that the, they're the, doing this. I am a The book fan. is not as... It's, it's like an important text. It's on the AP test a lot, I think. <laughs> I find it kind of weird and unpleasant to read. Mostly because it's Victorian. And the, the main character, the nanny, talks about the children really weird. Like, she keeps talking about how beautiful they are. And I'm like, hmm... Like it's I know not this is the vibe like, I get from the show. It's like <laughs> it, it's a Victorian thing because the Victorians are like, if you are beautiful on the outside, you're beautiful on the inside and can't be evil. So the character keeps oh, being like, the kids can't be evil. They're so beautiful. Look at this beautiful little boy. And I'm like, how do you maybe. explain seduction? <laughs> like, stop talking about how beautiful the little boy is. But like, yeah, he's a creep. <laughs> I mean, I've only is, watched like part of one episode, but the little he's boy a creep. in Bly Manor is a is a little creep. Um, but I'm very interested, um, to see what you think of it. Uh, it, it, so it, am I. <laughs> it, it goes places, I will say. Um, I can't wait to so. go places with it. Yay! I'm so excited. <laughs> and it yeah, has so the guy from iZombie. Yay. Yes. Love He's him. great. They really have him, um, like mustached up though oh my god it feels like it gets bigger at times too like i'm like there were a couple scenes where i was like is it larger than it usually is in this scene because it feels like it maybe it is something <laughs> to look out for when you uh catch up with us oh once again in two weeks talking about the haunting of Bly manor i wanted to say it again because i said it wrong the first time <laughs> it's it's because house is such a fun word to say i think it is so fun and Hill house. Um, <laughs> Hill house. And 
God, what is our possible Don't lesson? be racist. Yeah, I think that is the lesson of Antebellum. <laughs> it's, it's not subtle. It's just, don't be like, racist. Recognize that not all history is good. In fact, most of it is pretty bleak. Like, I, I feel like say... if you don't look back at history and go, ew, like, you should be going ew because it was dark times and we're yep. still in them. Yeah. <laughs> Things have never been good. It's the yeah, America like, has never been great. That's the endorsement. Yeah, the reality statement. Like, the world has always been kind of a mess, and us, the human race, have been a huge part of making that mess. We! And, and we continue to do so. Peace. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's that's a good, it's a good lesson. <laughs> oh, my um, God. And uh, we'll, we'll see you next time in two weeks with Bly Manor. Yeah, and it's going to be awesome. And creepy right. children. Yes, they're super creepy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.